Welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the latest edition in our Chorley Trilogy series of podcasts. Wolves have drawn Chorley in the FA Cup. They're playing them this Friday and there's no better people to speak to than the players who played in those games in 1986. So we are going all the way to Lanzarote to speak to John Purdy. John, how are you? I'm very well, mate. Thank you. Are you? Yes, not too bad. How's the... Uh, I know you've uh, emigrated there for, for, for the last few months. Um, how are things over there, John? Well, I've more escaped, really. I escaped lockdown. That was the, the plan, just to get away uh, for a few weeks over Christmas. And then obviously it's gone got worse. So I'm staying until things improve a little bit back home. Um, soaking up a bit of sun and still working. So things are OK. Good man, good man. And I suppose it was a bit of a shock. I mean, it was written in the stars, really, that Wolves were going to play Chorley. Was you quite surprised when, obviously, we drew them? I was absolutely gutted because I knew I'd have to do this sort of thing. I was, you know, I've been trying to forget it for, you know, how long is it now? Thirty-four years. So yeah, um, thirty-four years. So, I get the pleasure of talking to you again, Jason. Eh? What can I say? Well, it's worth it. I mean, what's interesting when I done your podcast, your your main story, um, when we spoke about your career. Obviously, when I come on to the the Chorley game, you went no comment, and we didn't discuss it any further. Um, I know you've done an interview for Sky Sports today, etc. So you're a man in demand. But in all fairness, it doesn't bring back great memories, does it, John? No, not at all. I mean, um, from my, from my point of view, we were um, Graham Turner had only taken over, I think, a few weeks before. I, I don't know the exact yeah. sort of timeline, but it wasn't very long, and we were doing quite well under Brian Little. I, I, as I remember, I think we were fourth in the league or something, and, and doing yeah. okay. Um, and obviously the powers that be made the decision to bring Graham Turner in, which, you know, it, looking back on the history of the club, it turned into a, a good move, for, for, you know, for a couple of seasons, got got them out of the lower leagues. Um, my honest opinion is if Brian Little had assigned Steve Ball, we'd have got out of the lower leagues anyway, because Bully for three or four seasons was unstoppable. And I think at that level, he would have scored 50 goals, you know, yes. no matter what. Obviously, the team played to to Bully's strengths in the end and Bully got did get more clinical as time went on um, and that first year when we got to the playoffs I mean Bully was getting four or five chances a game and maybe scoring one or two and I think the following two seasons he was converting you know three or four out of five so you know and that, that came with hard work he worked hard on the training ground got more clinical a bit cooler um, but I, I honestly believe if you know you know I don't think Graham Turner would have would say that he expected Bully to do quite as well as he did. We were obviously in need of players and, and he, you know, Bully and Tomo were, were quite cheap to bring in with Robbie as well afterwards. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I just think he was the catalyst really and unfortunately he wasn't available for that cup game. He, I think he had to sign seven days before or something and he, him and Tomo just quite, weren't quite ready. 
So, you know, little things go against you, don't they? Um, That's it. I'm... Sorry, I haven't let you ask any questions. No, hey, <laughs> listen, John, th- th- this is all quite interesting because what, what was quite interesting that season, look, we remember that was one of the lowest points in the club's history, but actually that wasn't a bad season. I mean, we finished in the playoffs that year, um, but it just seemed to go horribly wrong, those, those three matches. Hello? Yeah, um, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, John, I can hear you. Hi, are you back, yeah? Yeah, I'm back. Sorry, yeah, um, no, I mean, basically what happened was, um, when Brian Little left, a lot of us were very unsure of our futures, um, Brian was kind of a more charismatic sort of man-manager, he talked to you and sort of, if he, if he was going to drop you, he'd he'd have a chat with you and explain why and what, what he wanted you to do better, and, I mean, you have to remember that the majority of that team, um, at that time were... 19 20 you know 21 year old lads trying to make their way in the game we were we were earning absolutely no money um from and when graham turner took over it was kind of you know he came in with a an iron fist if you like and scared a lot of us to death and we're all worried about our futures um even the most i mean we had two experienced players at the time which was ali robertson and and david barnes yeah and both good players you know but ali had just come from albion as a coach under brian Little. then graham came uh told me he got no future as a coach and he was just a player so he was a bit unsure of what was going on and he hadn't played a lot of football ali at that time because he was in the deep free under Ron Saunders at Albion so you know he wasn't on top of his game and I think he actually played with an injury that day as well yes. Big Floyd out injured um, made a massive difference Digger Barnes really didn't get on with Graham Turner they clashed big time and Digger knew he was on his way so he wasn't you know you know playing uh, you know to the top of his game and you know I think if you're in a team and you you know you know you're wanted by the manager and what have you then you do give it's only human nature that you put that little bit extra in you know yes um from my point of view I'd, I'd been injured for a few weeks and we lost on today i think against Wrexham 3-0 and turner more or less begged me to play you know he was running out of players he was short of players and i was kind of a week away from being fit um and i had a quarter zone in my knee to play you know which Oh, hang on, John. Sorry, um, mate. We I just, wanted to play football. Sorry, we just lost them. you very briefly. Then, sorry, you had a cortisone injection. Yeah, um, like I say, I, I wanted to play football, but also I wanted to help the team. Um, but probably, if I was twenty-six and not nineteen, I wouldn't have done it. You know, because you get a bit wiser, and yes. I kind of set myself up. I hadn't played for weeks. I wasn't fit. Um, but you think you're doing the right thing as a young kid, you know, and so it's one of them. But uh, you know, it is what it is. It's history, and it's kind of. I, I don't, you know, the, the reality is, Jason, that I would imagine the Chorley boys were taking home more money than the majority of us. And if you put the squad together, I would say most definitely those boys were earning more money with their football and their jobs than we were. I mean, you know, as full-time pros at that time, so... That's the reality. I think, obviously, losing to Chorley, with them being a non-league club, people do look at that with Wolves' illustrious history. But, obviously, you fast-forward it mm. now 35 years. Listen, this is, you know, this is David and Goliath. Um, I'm not expecting there to be any 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 nasty surprises. And you, you're quite right. Back then, 
um, you know, you was you was you probably wasn't on much more than the Chorley boys, if anything. And you did have a, a very very young squad, and and you know, there was a few players. Yes, there were some good players in that team. We all know, but there was also a few that had been that had you know been, been pulled in and and given given an opportunity. Really, uh, you know, uh, when ordinarily they might not have. What's very very no, unfortunate? Okay. I think it was a Go on. I think it was a case of having to at the time. You know, yes. we just needed to get players in to 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 try and keep the club going. You know, the the budget was virtually you know nothing. We had to get rid of anybody without on any money, like Andy King and the ones before that all had to go. Yes, um, and we were getting in players on loan and you know free transfer wherever we could get players. We were getting players. Mm-hmm. You know, which not the greatest, not the greatest place to be you know not at all and a lot for example a player like neil edwards come from um, you know that was sammy chapman going out there scouting locally spotted him at old Winford, him and vince bartram uh, you know and vince played in that game as well uh, or that series of games i should say so he, he literally was going yeah. out and foraging for local talent wasn't he yeah, um, i mean the, the vince thing vince was 18 you know wet behind the ears and he i I felt sorry for him because big Eric Nixon wasn't, he was on loan and Eric was a good goalkeeper, you know, he went on and had a great career. Yes. Um, But he wasn't, he wasn't allowed to play because the Man City didn't want him getting cup tied. Um, I think Scott Barrett played in one of them or was injured at the time and couldn't play. So Vince got thrown in. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, is really not really fair on him at at that point in time. You know, he was still very young learning his way in the game. Yeah. but the like the likes of Neil was just so unlucky with his injury because Neil was a very powerful, strong lad, and I think he'd have scored a lot of goals in the lower leagues uh, for Wolves. And you know, I think him and Bully could have played well together. But such is life, you know. And I don't know, maybe now with modern technology, they might have been able to sort his knee out. But at yeah. the time, he was, and I think at the Chorley game, he'd already done his knee, and he was trying to play on and limping about. And you know, he was only half the player that he was when he was fit. And yeah. Strong. Not. I mean. Those three games, I don't want to remind you of this, John, because you're probably having a couple of beers in the sunshine now. So, I mean, the first two games you didn't play in, which is a good thing, I suppose, but the only one you did play in was that 3-0 defeat. I mean, can you actually remember much about the day or the mood in the camp or what it was like? Well, the honest truth is not... I just know it being a very difficult time, you know, and um, I don't really remember that much whole i probably try to forget it but um apparently i had two shots but not on target but that was about it i think matt foreman said that i set up somebody to score and they missed um but beyond that i just know it was pretty miserable going home and again we're all you know i was more concerned about my future at the club than anything else because yeah it was my living you know it's kind of i didn't pay pay my bills and yeah, I wasn't feeling very loved at the time by Mr. Turner. So, it, yeah, it was more of a, a personal worry about what the future held. You of know. course. And what's interesting is, John, obviously your career, you've been on both sides. So you've been the result of a giant kill in that Chorley game. But you've also um, playing for Kidderminster. Uh, and we all remember that fantastic long-range effort at Birmingham. You've also been a giant killer. Yes. And, yeah. Um, and I think the comparison there is the Blues were in the same, not as bad as Wolves because the Blues are in the in the old first, you know, the Championship as it is then. Yes. 
Um, but they had, they had a new manager. He was he got the revolving door in Barry Fry, you know, turning lots of players over. So they weren't in a settled they weren't a settled camp. Um, and, but the difference was Kidderminster that when I was playing for them, we were top of the conference. We're a really good team. Yes, um, had some really good players, some ex Wolves lads, Chrissy Brindley and Paul Granger, and yeah, you know, some uh, lads that we had played in the league and went on to play in the league. So we we were quite confident. Um, but yeah, the Chorley one was obviously a low point, and you know, there's no getting away from it. I, I can't say I wasn't there because I was, and it's just. <laughs> It's, Sadly, it's, John, it's we, history. We can't erase you from history for that game, mate. We, we, <laughs> um, uh, so I, I take trying. it. I take it then. This Friday, you're going to be watching it in a bar. Yeah, yeah, I'll try. Watching um, it somewhere. The lockdown going on over here. What time kick off is it? Uh, I believe you put me on the spot. I believe it's a seven thirty kick or seven forty five kick off. I might be wrong, but um, so you might be able to sneak okay, the match in. I might just. Nine thirty, you get kicked out of the bars here. So um, I might. Hopefully, it'll be wrapped up by half, and I can can go home. Yeah, well, I hope it doesn't go to extra time and penalties. And and finally, John, um, what's your prediction for the game? Well, I do strong team. I don't think he'll take it lightly. Um, I'm very impressed one or two, but and I know we're the squad's a bit bit thin at the minute so I don't think he can rest any anyway even if he wanted to um, but he, he seems to have a, a you know a, a habit of playing his you know more or less his strong strong team in any competition which is I think is good yes. so I don't think he'll take it lightly I, I don't think they'll find it easy because it's going to be the nicest place to go you know it's not the Premier League sort of facilities they're used to I'm sure the dress smaller than normally come across and I dare say Charlie will try and make it a bit uncomfortable for them but I would imagine they'll come through and I'm, I'm going for a 2-3-0 win 2-3-0 win well John thank you for your time today because um, I know I've pulled you from obviously the sunshine I know you're still obviously working out there stay safe and yeah. you are welcome back on the Wolf Whistle podcast anytime bless you Jace take care mate thanks John ta bye bye